This episode of the FNRs podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Order delicious looking meals like the garlic herb butter steak and lobster tails or the spinach gnocchi with heirloom tomatoes. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the F Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Denizio, and sitting across from me is my guy, Mr. Mario Moreno. Yes, uh, may or may not be a descendant of Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not be a descendant of the Legend of the Ten Rings. At least 25%. At least 25%. 25% of the time, every time. <laughs> Today, as you guys might have guessed it, we are reviewing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. But before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to the F Nerds podcast on all of our socials. And as always, check back each week as we upload more of that good content for you guys to listen to. Just want to give everyone a heads up that this will be a spoiler-heavy review. So if you have not yet seen the film, definitely go check it out and then come back to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Martin. Yes. We've been saying, actually you've been saying, for the last couple of weeks, that Shang-Chi is going to be a top five It's going to be a top five MCU, MCU movie, yes. So you were pretty hyped going into this. I was pretty hyped going into this. And it's crazy because um, after the first trailer, the first trailer like really got me on board. I'm like, all right, I'm looking forward to this movie. But then the more kind of marketing that came out and the more closer we got to the film, like mm-hmm. the more excited I got. Yes. So it was like the excitement just kind of built and the hype just got bigger and bigger and bigger leading to the movie to like to the point where we saw, I believe, the second trailer in one of the theater screenings we went to. Yeah. And I was like, top five MC movie. Top five MC It's going to happen. It's I mean, I'm happen. kind of in the same boat because I didn't think much of it. I was like, I hope that it had like these awesome fight scenes. That was the thing I was looking forward to the most. Mm-hmm. But just with Marvel in general, like after watching like Black Widow and stuff, I was like, I don't, I don't know how good this is. This movie is going to be, mm-hmm. you know. So I didn't have a whole lot of faith going into it. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. Like as it got closer and closer, I got more hyped, and then started hearing a little bit of rumblings about what people thought of it. So there was a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, buzz surrounding the film as we were going to see it. And it was, it was cool, bro, because for the first time, we actually didn't see this at Lincoln Square. We went to AMC on 34th Street. AMC 34th Street, which is one of my favorite theaters in the city. I've been talking about it forever. I saw the best 2017 film there, uh, Justice League. <laughs> it was a great experience. Um, but yeah, I've been talking about going there for a while, and I can't believe we haven't gone. For some reason, I thought we had. I don't. Yeah, I don't know but, why we haven't. Um, that was my first time there, and, and walking in, it. I loved how it was like old school, but not like run down old school. It's literally a better version of AMC Empire. Yeah, hundred percent. That's really what the, yeah. the way it's built. You go in, you have the lobby on the main floor, and then you have like these two escalators that kind of take you mm-hmm. whirlwind you up into two different. Like three levels, yeah, yeah, three levels of screen of uh, movie movie screens, and uh, and they definitely renovated the, the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that when we were there, that like literally the entire concession area was like completely renovated. It was all like updated, right? yeah, yeah. It was updated. Like it was completely different from how it was before. And the uh, top floor, there used to be a small concession area up there too, but it's gone now. Oh yeah, they got so, right. yeah. So there was nothing up there. So um, so yeah, you know, uh, it was really fun to be back in that movie theater because I definitely do like it. Yeah, and we uh, you know, we did a double feature. We saw Candyman first, mm-hmm. which at some point we will do uh, an episode on because Say his name because it was uh, it was a very like I really. Like it's a movie that I've I've been thinking about a decent amount since mm-hmm. we saw it, so I definitely want to talk about that at some. Well, point. Well, I definitely knew the second the movie was over, and I'm pretty sure I told you this yeah. that like the more I think about this movie, the more I am probably going to like it. Mm-hmm. However, we saw Shang Chi, and I could not get that movie out of my fucking I head. <laughs> so that's all, where it took over. <laughs> all like my positive thoughts that I had, all my future positive thoughts for Candyman, were completely just thrown out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, uh, where Wheelhouse kicked out the window <laughs> after we saw Shang-Chi. But yeah, but then we got in to see Shang-Chi. Theater was obviously packed. And uh, yeah, man, I guess we can just get right into this review. Those who came before us, who made us who we are today, 
legacy of warriors. Everything you need is already inside of you. There's no going back. You're ready, Shang-Chi. All of the training, all of the sacrifice. No one can hide forever. It's time to show the world who I really am. Hell yeah. Shang-Chi, ready PG-13. Two weeks ago, you were parking cars, and you want me to believe you're now saving the world. Yeah. In theater, September 3rd. The logline for Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings reads, Shang-Chi, the master of unarmed weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton and stars Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Leung, Manger Zhang, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeoh, Ben Kingsley, and Benedict Wong. Checking over on Rotten Tomatoes, Shang-Chi holds a critic score of 92% and an audience score of 98%. At the time of recording this review, the film has broken the Labor Day weekend box office record with a $90 million opening for the four-day domestically and $140 million worldwide for the four-day. Money, 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 money. Which is awesome because this movie had a lot riding on it when it came to theatrically, like a theatrical release. Oh yeah, it was a lot of pressure on it. Because mm-hmm. now, the fact that it did so well Eternals is probably going to hold its spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom actually moved up a couple weeks to October because there were rumors that that was going to get pushed back. So now that's kind of hunkering down now. And I think going forward, I think the fall is kind of set. So thanks to this movie and everyone actually going out and showing up for it, um, we now are going to have and a, if a decent further, fall. <laughs> further backs up everything the nerds said about the Suicide Squad box office. Like everything, all you fucking outlets reporters out there who are saying all this bullshit about why the Suicide Squad box office or why it failed financially. No, literally, we were right. I was going to say, how we, many times do we have to do this dance, Martin? Do I people know, not man. realize that we know our shit? We know what we're talking about? Once I saw that, I'm like, look, clearly the uh, movie-going audience is still there. Clearly, this, there's still a stigma around DC movies. Yes. Clearly, Marvel is such a brand at this point mm-hmm. that it's going to get... Uh, it's going to get people to come out and and watch the watch those movies because after what is it now thirteen years of like solid entertaining films yeah they've really established themselves as like almost the most popular TV show on the planet and everyone keeps coming back every single week right to tune yeah. back in it's what it and is. see yeah. what's going on right and unfortunately DC has this really made because I was even talking to Chris um last week because he saw Suicide Squad and he's like I don't like how they're not connected. Yeah. So there's like people who who don't really care whether it's connected, people who just don't care. Like there's just such there's so much different like um animosity and thoughts around DC movies. And just like when I saw this box office bro, I'm like it's just well, it's a whole nother conversation. But long story it is, short, it is what we were saying this box office further backs up everything that we said 100%, in regards to bro. the Suicide Squad box 100%. office. Hundred percent um, so yeah, man, let's get into this review and we'll start with positives and I'm actually going to kick it off because the one reason why I think this movie is as successful as it is, and we'll get into how successful the family dynamic, mm-hmm. I think the family dynamic in this movie is so strong between Shang-Chi and his father, like that right there is so like captivating and engrossing that I'm just like, I, like I want to just know everything about their entire history. Like they set it up so well with, you know, following the father in the beginning and then just moving through the course. And I love how the movie, like, like, and it's really tough to do this because normally when you do flashbacks throughout a film, especially when you cut into major sequences with a flashback, a lot of times it doesn't work, but for Mm -hmm. whatever reason here, it works so well because they, they hold those really emotional moments for like the very end. So as the story is unfolding, so is what happened in the past. And I just thought how they did it was awesome. Yep, totally agree. I loved every single, um, like all the flashbacks for when, when he was a kid and he was training. Yeah. I fucking loved. Aside from the family dynamic, obviously I think it should be mentioned that the choreography in this film and the stunt work in this film is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's insane. I think the fight between him and the death dealer in Macau was like probably closest to the rated level that I've seen so far. Yeah. The rated films obviously are have much less film, so they're, they're a lot more grounded mm-hmm. and they're not like the set pieces aren't as big. Right. But like here, the set pieces are, are huge because obviously they have that Marvel money, that baby. Budget. They, they have that, that, budget. That, that Marvel backing. Um, so they can create these big, big set pieces. And they also, thank God, 
rightfully invested into like really good choreography and stunt work. Like, oh yeah, off the bat, the fight scene between his father, like, and his mom. Oh yeah, at the entrance of Talo, it's just like incredible. Like, it really I mean, is the way it's done. Like, it's it's definitely like old school wushu, but like modernized, mm-hmm. done like um like updated to today's date with VFX mixed in some really good music. Right. and then you follow it to the next action set piece on the bus. And to me, after. Because it should be mentioned that we've both seen it twice. Yes, we have both seen it twice. Point. Oh, good for you. And how was it? When you first watch it, you take everything in. And then on the second viewing, I was able to appreciate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that bus scene is so fucking well done. And then when they go into the tunnel and you have the camera work outside the bus. And yeah. he's working his way through the bus yes. from like from the outside shot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, this movie is so, it's it's, so it's good. It's awesome, man. It is yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's so well done. And... um. And like that's just for me another positive because I think in order for this movie to work, you had to have good stunts. Like the oh, choreography absolutely. had to be really good. Like this is a master of kung fu, and you had to sell us on that, mm-hmm. and they totally did. You have the wrong guy. Does he look like he can fight? Come on, bro. <laughs> Okay. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy Clev coming at you live on the bus. I actually did take a little bit of martial arts as a youth, so I'm gonna try and grade this fight as we're going. I, I totally agree, and I feel like that they pulled from so many different um, areas of just like Asian martial arts. You know, like even on the bus, I think I told you this too, when he first starts to fight, there's a, a moment where his jacket gets ripped off and then he punches a couple guys with the jacket in his in his hands and then he throws it back on. I was like, that's totally, that's Jackie Chan. Yeah. You know, like completely. I mean, if you go back to our Instagram conversation, yes. I said, bro, this is Jackie Chan as fuck right. <laughs> when they released that clip because it totally was. And I remember there was like, a, I saw a clip of Simulu and like two other fight performers um like last year mm-hmm. it was like something that they did for fun was it was it when they were filming or no it was completely different i don't oh, even okay. think he was shang at this oh, point oh wow but it was like a little fun video that he did with two other stunt people and you know he's like joking around and playing it up and they're like fighting and it's straight up like jackie chan like old school oh that's awesome. like kind of rush hour vibes so yeah because uh, it had like that sort of comedic element to it mm-hmm. that they were doing and i'm like bro I want all of this in Shang-Chi. Like, yes. I hope this is all it. And yeah, even like the little moment when he waves to the girl <laughs> yeah. on the bus. But like, I know it was a mixture of him and stunt work, but like the way they incorporated like all the, the stunt people and his actual performance was like just amazing. I cannot, I cannot praise the stunt work enough because that to me, like, you know me, I love martial arts films. Absolutely. And I'm a, like, to me, like, I've, I definitely think that there should be a stunt reward at the Oscar. Dude, I've been pushing for that for years, bro. So, like, to me, like, physics Mm -hmm. and, like, the way stunts work to me are so important in in regards to my viewing experience because Mm -hmm. if something just doesn't feel right right it automatically takes me out of it yeah, and, if it's, and if it's like too choreographed it also takes me out of it like as much as i love star wars i feel like a lot of like the uh lightsaber fight scenes and like the prequels were very choreographed it's, it's too much of like a dance yeah so yeah. like i always kind of took me out of it but here you felt every single blow and everything just kind of felt organic and genuine and the way they were moving and i'm just like oh amazing well yeah and then with with simulu like he obviously did a lot of his own stunts because i saw some behind the scenes videos which is one of my favorite shots in the movie of him getting on top of the bus running over the top mm-hmm. and then hanging on on the rear view mirror and then b- bouncing into the into the door right and like that's all him like he, like they show him like practicing it and then the actual filming of it and it's mm-hmm. really cool uh but sticking on that talking about simulu let's talk about the performances because i thought I, there's, I don't think there's a bad performance in this movie. I, think, I don't I think, think so either. Everyone in this movie is absolutely fantastic from Simu Liu, um, who I've never really experienced before. I know he was on a show called Kim Confidential, which was a pretty successful show. I know it ran a couple seasons, but I had never really seen a Mac before, and I thought he did a phenomenal job here. Like, I'm ready for this guy to join the Avengers. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Um, Aquafina's hilarious. 
I was worried that maybe they might have used her too much, but they also keep her very grounded at, at a lot of moments, which I really appreciate because we know yeah. from the farewell that she is a really good dramatic actor. So I love that they brought some of that into this. Well, my big thing, as much as I love stunts, that's one of like my big things that I like. One of the things that I hate a lot in film are just dumbing down characters for comedic purposes. Yes. I've never been a big fan of that. Well, I, really... I mean, I feel like case in point, Michael Pena in the Ant-Man movies. Yes. Yeah. I hate, like, I don't, and I get it. Some people like it, and, and it does create good laughs, like you said, the Michael Pena character. Yeah. But I just, I have such a gripe against making characters dumb, like Alan from The Hangover. You know, yeah, as fun yeah. as it is, to right. like, you know, and it's fun, like, and, and as hilarious as those moments are in The Hangover with Alan and those characters, like, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. I just yeah. don't think you need it. However, that's just the world we live in in regards to cinema. Right. We're still, we're going to have it. I yeah, think, for it's, like it's, it's going to be there. Yeah. And to me, I felt like they did that with her in Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. And that really turned me off on Alcofina. Yeah. But the farewell, like, completely brought me back around. Like, I absolutely, I fell in love with her after the farewell. So after that, like, since then, I've always been a big fan of hers. And here, I was worried because I guess we'll get into this in, in our nitpicks. But in the beginning, I'm like, I felt like she was being a little too much. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were asking too much from her. Just, right. You know, for, like, those comedic purposes. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but it all just kind of like mellows out. It definitely and it does, does yeah. get a little bit more serious once he starts talking about his family and where he comes from and all the drama and issues that he has, like all the daddy issues. I can relate, Shang-Chi. Um, so like, yeah, but uh, but I thought she was great. I thought everyone was great. And it's also tough too, because some of these people, um, the father and the sister. Yes. This was their first roles in Hollywood. This was the the first Hollywood movie. Well, that's so. the thing, bro. Like like Tony Leung, this is his first American film. Like mm -hmm. he's he's obviously a well established actor, but this is the first time that he's done an English speaking movie like this. And I thought, I thought he was probably the best performance in the movie. Like he was I, like, definitely the most intriguing character. He was the most intriguing character mm -hmm. by far. And that's not a slight against anybody else. I just thought they wrote him so well, and I thought he played it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then also Meager um, Zhang, who plays the the sister. She was also, she's great, dude. Mm -hmm. Like for her, this is her first movie ever. Like are you go on IMDb, this is the only credit that she has. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> when you have that, especially when there's a, a sort of like language barrier there, mm -hmm. that can make it so difficult because it's like, okay, are they going to understand or are they not going to understand? Right. So for them to kind of come out and whether it's the first Hollywood or just their first movie and just like deliver these really great performances, both um, during the Chinese speaking scenes and the English speaking scenes, I right. thought was just like, was a credit to not just them, but to the director as well. Yeah. I think because the only other movie that I've seen from this guy was uh, Mercy. Just Mercy. Just yeah. Mercy. Yeah. And I thought that to me was like a little too lifetimey. Like I mm -hmm. didn't really care for it. I thought he directed the shit out of this movie. Well, dude, I mean, he's only done dramas. Like, he, he did Just Mercy. He did another one. I think it's called Short Term 12. Um, oh, with Brie Larson. With Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, he did that's, that? that? That's his Okay, tale. that's a good movie. That's, I like that I, movie. I was going to say, I haven't seen it, but I hear good things yeah, about it's, that. Yeah, that's, that's a great film. And then he also did another one called The Glass Castle, which is also with Brie Larson. Oh, that's Larson. also with Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so I know. Now, wow, now, look at me. Now you know why. Way to do your research, Martin. Okay, so then I do. Yeah, so I know this guy. No, yeah. Okay. But also, now you know why in the post credit scene, why a certain character pops up. And why she looks rough. <laughs> which we're, gonna, we're definitely going to talk about. Um, but yeah, man. So for a director that really has only done dramas, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, and this is also, you come into Marvel at this point, it doesn't matter what sort of director you are, where your strengths lie. This is a well-oiled machine. You're going to mm -hmm. come in here. If you don't know how to do action, they know how to do action. So right. you're fine. You know, but he's like, I've seen interviews with him. He obviously loves this sort of cinema. So I think he brought a lot of that into here. And I think it was just a really good collaboration between the two. I think so too, because um, now that you've mentioned those films, clearly he knows how to work with actors. Yes. So there was definitely, um, and when it comes to scouting under the radar, unknown talent, Marvel's like the best at it. Oh, they're yeah. like their fucking scout team is like better than the Patriots. Yes, like it, it's true. fucking insane. But they love to bring these sort of like smaller indie directors over. And yeah, like you said, it's like if you never worked with a big CG green screen like like set piece, right? Don't worry, we'll be fine. Like exactly. our 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 second unit AD, yep, yep. whatever. Like, it's like we got we, we got you, we got this. You just make sure you get some good performances, you know, like, and then we'll be fine. So. I definitely think it was a really great collaborative effort um, in between him and like the entire Marvel team. For sure. Um, before we move on, I just want to kind of double back a little bit to uh, the performances and the fights. One, did you have a favorite performance? Well, who was your favorite performance? Who was your MVP? And then two, what was your favorite fight? Favorite performance? Um, it's really funny too, because as we were watching Michelle Yeoh, mm -hmm. I was just thinking of my mom the whole time. Yeah. And then like when we left 
my brother said the exact same so, thing. Yeah, and you said you were yeah. gonna say it too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're they're gonna definitely think the exact same thing. So um, that's definitely not, I don't I don't want to say that's um, my favorite performance, but I do think the mom is probably my favorite. Yeah, I think she was just so charming. There was just like such a warmth about her, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, like she's literally the entire driving force of the movie. And I think oh, yeah, every absolutely. single every single flashback scene to her. Yeah, whether it was the first fight between her and his dad. Or like those moments where they're having like lunch together or whatever at yeah. the gate at the entrance of Tello. Right, right. Or just like just the moments of her walking around pregnant. Right. You know, I I thought there were like really those were like really great moments in the film. So I, I definitely liked I don't want to say the mom specifically, but it's like you said, I think the family dynamic here is definitely what carries this movie. It's, it's so strong. That's definitely what it is. So You, you know, well, I, I also love that you mentioned both Michelle Yeoh and Fala Chen, who plays the mother, because, you know, the fact that they're sisters in the movie, I feel like works because Michelle Yeoh really feels like it could be her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's and that's what I love about it. Like, even, even um, this is a, a little bit off topic, but I noticed when we were getting flashbacks and you see the younger version of Shang-Chi both as a little kid than as like a teenager. I don't know if they did any sort of CG touches to the face to make them all look somewhat similar, but they did a fantastic job finding younger actors to play the younger version of because it's not because all Asians see, look alike. Bro, and not even saying that, bro. You're gonna get me canceled. Jeez. Um, but just like some of the features, like they all shared some of the very similar features. So I thought they did a really good job casting like the younger versions of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just had to take it there, bro. So I mean, you you set me up for it, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. Give me your uh, give me your favorite fight. I don't know, dude. It's tough because I, I really like all of them. Just the, right off the bat, when we have that battle sequence, yeah, the opening with the father, yeah. yeah. And and I thought also it should be mentioned too that the um, as much as we're going to talk about how there are some moments where the CG is bad, I really like how they use the rings. I, yeah. I love the way like how they incorporated the use of them into the movie, like how they make them into like I don't know cannons yeah, or shields yeah. or whatever. And I love how they're these sort of like. How they create a sort of like magnetized kind of like force field. Oh yeah. Shit. Sometimes you use like whips and shit. Yeah, the way like the uh they're very versatile and and I thought they did a really good job of showing them how they could be used. But do I have a favorite fight sequence? Um I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, if I had to to jump in, I would probably say maybe the whole sequence in Macau. Just yeah, like, if I you love, want to create think about it as like one giant set it's piece. It's one giant set piece because we first of all, that that whole like I love the whole like underground fight vibe that, that they have going and the fact that like you're walking in and you're seeing just all these different fights happening in different rooms mm-hmm. and then you get to the main stage and it's fucking Abomination and Wong just going yeah. at it. Okay, let's get you ready to fight. Wait, what? Well, multi-platform global operation. Every fight live stream on the dark web. Thousands of viewers placing bets as we speak. This is gonna take your brand to a whole new level. I think there's been some sort of confusion. I like your spike face. Thermogusset. Usually you gotta fight your way to central. But a viral star like you, front the line, babe. I'm not here to fight anybody. Okay, I'm looking for my sister, Shushale. Never heard of her. We just lost a fighter at the last minute, so you get the next slot. Nice one, Helen. Is he gonna be fighting in one of these? Oh, no, 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 no. These are like low-level fights. You're gonna be fighting. Up there. You gotta love Wong in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Like, you know, soaking it all in as people people cheer him on. Dude, I tell you what, man. Wong has always been like a favorite character just as like one of the the side characters. But this movie, I think, really gets a lot of people on board with it. If you're not not on board with Wong already, it really really does. In the small moments that he has in this movie, he's great. 100%. Definitely like makes him like a lot of fun. It does. Makes him like a really fun (laughs) character. I would probably agree with you on that one because I think, um, like, I do really like the fight scene between him and his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get a lot of background yeah. in that. And then, yeah, like, that goes into the fights outside the building on the scaffolding and then it leads to the fight between him and the, and the Death Dealer, which is, like, that actually might be my favorite fight sequence. Right. I almost wish it lasted one. longer. It, you know, when, when we first saw it, yeah. I thought it lasted pretty long. Yeah. And the second time around, it, it was like, so quick. it goes so quick. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I could have sworn it was longer. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's probably what I'll say. Because then after that, the movie kind of slows down a little bit. It does. Once they go to the father's compound yeah. and then escaping and then getting to... Talo. Talo. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that whole section. Uh, it definitely slows down a little bit, but the movie's never boring. You know nope. what I mean? Like I'm always invested in the film. 
All right. Uh, some of the last things that I want to say for positives, the score and the soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack was overseen by 88 Rising, which is uh, a music company that's mainly Asian artists. And they work closely with the director to create a very unique but awesome soundtrack, like the soundtrack during out the movie. Like, mm -hmm. I just I loved every all like the little made. strings and notes. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, man. Uh, and then the score itself is done by Joel P. West, who has been Destin Daniel Cretton's guy for almost all of his films. So he scored everything. So this is just continuing that work here. I love that. You know, like the Ludwig Kugler. Effect, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. just having that. Having and that shout out to our guy, Bill Pope. Oh, that's right. Cinematography in this movie is incredible. And Bill Pope, man. Bill Pope, fucking stud, veteran at this Dude, point. Dude, is Bill Pope like one of the best superhero cinematographers? Because he's done how many? He's done, he did Spider-Man movies. He did Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Like, mm. yeah, man, he's, he's the um, guy, dude. He did this. I don't know if he's done any other MCU movie. I, yeah, that, that's actually a good point. I don't know if but, he has. But Bill Pope has done so much. Oh, he's done so much like, stuff. You know, like, the, guy, so. the guy's a pro. He's an absolute pro. Um, and then also, too, just want to make mention that while the movie has its references to the larger universe, it focuses solely on Shang-Chi and all the characters, building him as a character that's eventually going to join up with the Avengers. Mm -hmm. So I love that this movie was just focused on him. It didn't bother trying to connect to – I mean, it does. It has those moments, but it's like we're telling the story about this guy and that's it. Right. The movie also takes place over a span of like a week. Yes. So I think that's, that's almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like let's tell it real quickly – so that way you never ask a question like, oh, where is this character? Where exactly. Is this character? Exactly. You know? so, um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, definitely my biggest takeaway is the stunts. That to me is definitely what sold me on the film. And it doesn't hurt when you have a fucking dragon <laughs> in the movie. Do you want to mention the third act real quick? Because I'm so down to talk about the third act. Because the third act gets so fucking It goes bonkers. Aquaman levels. It's, dude, it's that, like, I, when I'm watching this, I'm like, this is like fucking Aquaman right yeah. now. Just in how crazy it gets and how it just... Creatures, it the embraces effects, everything. Like, everything just goes wild. And it's so good. It is so good. Yeah. Again, going back to family. 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 I love that moment after the dad dies and where... Um, his sister essentially picks him up on the dragon. Yeah, and as they're flying away, she's just like she stares back. Right, and then they hold it for a moment, mm -hmm. and then she turns back to him. Yes, and then they stare at each other for a moment. Right, and it's like, okay, like you can tell that they're both hurt. Mm -hmm. Like they're both hurting, but they're like, all right, but we got to do this. We got to do this. Yeah, we handle our shit. Yeah, and then the way they fucking fight the dark dweller who was. Tease in Doctor Strange the What If episode. I'm, I believe I, I'm guessing because I they're because because sure. when I saw that, like I thought of Doctor Strange. Like I, th I thought of that What If episode. Yeah, and that's not a coincidence. No, it's definitely <laughs> that not, is a not a fucking the fact that it comes out a couple days before the right. movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just um. I love creatures. Mm -hmm. Um. We got when we the second. That's that's actually that's something that should be mentioned. <laughs> I'm ready for the Talo spinoff series now. Uh, yeah. Right. With Trevor <laughs> Flattery in it, he has to be a main character. We have to get him as much as we can actually bro um is it morris or is it horace i i don't know all right it's either morris or horace yeah. uh voiced by d bradley baker look at him yeah bro just well, he he just also did sebastian, out, sebastian. <laughs> wow d bradley baker for the people who don't know is the one who voices the clones in clone wars yes. that guy's a fucking stud good for him yeah man um wow he's getting some sweet he's getting, money yeah, he he's getting some money <laughs> money 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 the second we get into top i just loved everything that had to do with this sort of like mystical magical city i love like the fucking maze trees like yeah, that was, that was cool, cool man the entrance that was to get like in. a really cool aspect of it and then we go in and we see all these cool creatures we see nine tails yeah like a fucking pokemon like right, that was right. straight up nine tails yeah, yep. you can't tell me otherwise <laughs> but i love all these creatures that we got i love the um the food dogs, the food dogs bro. the food dogs I was waiting for them to like say it i was like come on i need i need this credibility i need, credibility. I need it come on please give it to me <laughs> and they never mention it it's definitely um, food dogs though we looked it up yeah but i wanted to hear from the movie just so yeah. i can feel good about myself uh but yeah the 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 design of the dark dweller was really cool it was like straight up like monster horror elements. it almost had like a, a bit of um of like that like Lovecraft kind of like horror. To yeah, it, you know what I mean? definitely for sure. Some HP Lovecraft yeah. kind of flavor. And then the dragon, they went with like a more traditional Chinese sort of serpent style, not like the kind of modern day medieval dragon right, with the wings right. with and, 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 and the longer. And shit, yeah. yeah. So I love the design and, um, and everything about the third act was so good. And then the whole sequence between like when they beat the dark dweller yeah and like they're like running on his back and she's Dude, that's so she's good. throwing yeah, the thing bro. and it's he's like so using good. the rings yeah. like and it's cg as fuck it but is. it's but it's really that's like 
That was good CG. That's a chunk where it works. Yes, yeah, I totally and agree. It was just like so well done. And then you, you get like that really wide shot of like him coming down and yes. all the water oh, and everything. Bro, so and the dragon's like flying <laughs> yeah. around. And you're just like, this is incredible. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I need this well, all the time. Well, it's funny too because as we're watching the movie in the theater, as soon as the dragon comes up, you were just like, lost this, shit. Like, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Give me, I need to see this movie again. Yeah. Like, I want, because well, I did not think we were going to get that much dragon. Yeah, I didn't think so I'm either. like, I knew we were gonna get that little snippet so i'm like all right that'll probably be it but it comes out of the water and starts getting involved in the fight so i'm like oh my god this yeah. is fucking amazing and then we get it for like a good like five it's, to ten it's, minutes it's in the fight yeah it's, it's totally like in the, the rest fight. of the fight and it's so fucking good it's so good yeah man that that third act uh, was just not expecting any of that at all i didn't expect it to go go so hard go you know turn it up to fucking 11 but it did it it embraced everything about the character everything about the culture and everything just worked yeah and now it's also too because i was a little worried um once because the dad starts like hearing voices right yes so i'm like all right if the mom is there like what's gonna happen right like is he gonna go and he's gonna like break her out and it's going to be like he was right so then what was the point of all the argument because oh, he was right you right know? so right. like Oh, like, I'm sorry I was mad at you because you were right. Mom was trapped and now she's here. So now let's all live happily ever after. Yeah. Or if he is hearing voices like it was revealed. Again, I, I would just, I didn't know where it was going to go. Yes. You know, um, but I thought, I thought everything just played out so well. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. I think that that's a credit to the movie itself as it just slowly gives you, oh, we got, Biker we got, boys. We, we got Creed. Biker boys. By. <sighs> Woo. They are ripping it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but just as the movie unfolds, it gives you little pieces every time. Mm -hmm. And it just and when things finally are revealed, it makes it that much more rewarding. Right. Like watching this again, like I'm so happy that we both got to see this a second time because everything for me personally just hit harder. And especially like all the family stuff. Like by the time we get to the end and there's that last flashback with the mom, like I'm getting fucking emotional watching it. Yeah. You know, like it's it just it's, it's Harry it's, Potter, bro. It's hitting. Yeah, dude. I definitely just picture like Harry Potter at the end when like um, when Lily's talking to Harry and she's like mama loves you Harry it's right. like all this little thing but it was just it was just Asian right <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> alright so let's let's jump into some of our negatives uh, not a hell of a whole lot some of the things that I'll say is that the VFX is lacking in spots and it's not so much any of the creatures or anything like that it's more like backgrounds I don't know what it is with the compositing and the green screen but like when Shang-Chi and his father are fighting near the big dragon gate Mm -hmm. they look like they're floating like i don't know i don't understand why it's like very sloppy brush yeah so i don't yeah. understand like where like like what's happening and this isn't a problem just for this movie it, it, you see it in all movies you see it in all marvel movies you see it in all dc movies the floating all, head all, syndrome. Ma all major blockbusters they all have this problem i don't know if it's a money thing just getting done for cheap if there's not enough time like I, I don't know what it is but it's starting to bother me because it's like there's all this money thrown into these movies I felt like CG stopped advancing like years ago. I don't know what's going you know on. I what's, feel like there's, there's like a standstill right now. You know what? Speaking of Harry Potter, we recently watched Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. And Dubby is so good. Yeah. And that's like 2004. Right. I think even like 2002, I think. Yeah. Like so, or just Lord of the Rings. Think of all <sighs> the Lord of the Those Rings. We still hold up really yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I don't, I'm with you. I, I feel, unfortunately, that we've gotten to a point where VFX can be done okay right. and super quick. And so just people, like, right, cool. they're just doing it. Yeah. Right. And they're not taking the time to properly match lighting and to mm -hmm. properly like kind of like brush the people into the background because right. yeah, I think the VFX and everything are fine. To me, it's the compositing. Yeah. Like it just, you can tell that these people are on a green screen yes. and it just, I, it does take me out of it every now and then because there's a moment where they're fighting and he gets like the dad lands like a hard blow and Shang-Chi falls and yeah. he comes out of the ground with like the rings floating around him yeah, yeah. and all the smoke. Yes. And he literally just like pops out from the smoke. There's yes. no like smooth transition you out could, of it. I mean, it feels like that there's no smoke there. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, and, yeah. Uh, uh, but just like a block. Yes. There's just, and I don't understand what it is, especially when you're someone like Marvel who has all the money to do this, but like we've seen it all the time. We see it like with all the Iron Man movies, the floating head the issue. The floating head, yeah. So it's like, they they do VFX good, but I just think when it comes to like just properly compositing them and matching them, it, it there's just that moment where you can just tell it's off. It's off, yeah. yeah. And it definitely like snaps you out of it a little bit. For sure. But aside from that, I thought all the other VFX in terms of the um like the food dogs, for example, yeah, the, the, dragon, the dragon, like all the creatures, everything about that I thought was a uh, was good. Um but it was really only, I think, 
the only time I really had an issues with that, with the whole compositing, was in the third act. Yes. Like, because, you know, the fights in Macau, the bus scene, like, you can tell it's, there's, you can tell CG at, at times, but right. it is what it is. Like, I, I would say, and nothing really takes me out of it during right, that bus scene. Right, right. No, so, yeah. like, um, so that was fine. Uh, when they're at the compound, I thought all of that was okay. Mm. Um, I just think it was in the third act, like, some of those fight scenes on Talo were a little rough. Yeah, a little rocky. Um, and then the other thing is that sometimes the movie does get a little too goofy for its own good. Uh, you did mention the opening, mm-hmm. um, which like we can definitely talk about. But also, too, this movie, obviously, we mentioned it brings in Trevor Slattery, who is Ben Kingsley's character from Iron yes. Man 3. Hello, he's, I'm Trevor. <laughs> he's so fucking hysterical, but he's so goofy and so over the top that there's just moments where it's just like, all right, it's it's just it's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot with this character mm-hmm. because for a movie that has been relatively grounded in the sense of just like with this whole family dynamic throwing trevor into the mix and him just being so fucking over the top right it's like when he's doing the whole planet of the apes thing like it's hysterical it's hysterical but also too it's very goofy here's my thing like because i do have that marvel goofiness over top issue yeah but for some reason i didn't mind it you didn't mind it i didn't mind (laughs) trevor at all i mean mean, kingsley's great i love that they brought him back to give him some sort of maybe it's kingsley because he's just such a pro yes that maybe he sold me on it so well but like but like the whole I, scene during the fight where he's he's pretending to be dead. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so good! And it definitely brings it. It definitely like stops the fight. Yeah. But you know it's ha- you know he's not you, dead. Yeah, you know he's not. You no, know he's faking yeah. it. Yeah. But I think I just think they use him really well because we first find him, and it's like okay. <laughs> well, no, but then they make they make the mention of when they're at they're having dinner with the father for the first time, and he talks about right. So they set it up a little bit. So they set up a little bit. Right. He's talking about Kingsley. Like right. It's like so that kidnapped you. Correct. Yeah. To kill you. Correct. <laughs> and then, and but then they bring in the creature. Yes. So that's like a, a whole new dynamic. And then, yeah, when they're like about to break out and they're getting the keys and they're all standing there and Trevor's just there with them. Yeah. It's like, it's just so jarring. Right. But for some reason it worked for me. Yeah. And then like, yes, that Planet of the Apes thing is so like, like you don't need it. No. The movie, I feel like did a good job of being self-aware. Yes. Because then like Shang-Chi asks, he's like, how long do we have to be here for? Like an hour or a day? We, yeah. What's going on? And he's like, and he's like, no, until Boris or Norse, whatever his name is, says so. I think it's, I'm going to look this up. But <laughs> and then he quickly says it and then they, and then they, they take off. And same thing with like, um, with like fucking Aquafina's character. Like she learns to shoot a bow and arrow in like a day. Well, that's like, I guess that's also a nitpick too, is that she lands like this crazy blow and it's right. like, she didn't fire a bow before today. But so that's what like- I'm saying. But they get ahead of it because she makes they're like self-aware yes so you're like thinking like okay that's a little weird that she just literally learned to do this <laughs> right. but then she says it literally 10 minutes later it's like i learned to just shoot a bow and arrow like the day before right right look you might complain about it so we're just gonna kind of get ahead of it yes and uh i think marvel does a good job of that sometimes but yeah i think to me after we get present day chung chi from then to the bus fight sequence. Yeah, you you understand you got a little worried. I got a little worried because we get him, you know, obviously he's doing his whole valley parking job. Um, more biker boys. Um, Aquafina is a little over the top there. Like, you know, like, let me drive. Come on, let's go. And then the whole like karaoke I thought was a little over the top. Um, looking, watching it the second time, I thought the scene with the friends, even though it's clearly all exposition. Yes. Um, I didn't mind it as much only f- because of the payoff at the end. Yes. Like they bring it back around and they kind of reuse. And I thought like, okay, I didn't really mind that we got that only because of how it was reworked and reused towards the end of the film. For sure. But that moment I did, I was a little worried in those early minutes because I'm like, okay, I really hope it's not goofy and over the top. Like I do want some sort of levity to this film. Yeah. And then after that bus fight scene and then she's like who the fuck are you like what's going on right and then he has to go to Macau. like from there definitely like you definitely have like your your funnier marvel standard goofiness right. but there is like it is like a, you have this sort of level where it's controlled where it's not to even her singing california hotel california like on the yes. scaffolding yeah you know, like bringing that whole joke that, that back whole around thing back, yeah. yeah it's like it's like okay that's for fun but then it results in her almost dying. Which for a split second, I was like, are they going to kill her off? <laughs> yeah. But that to me also too, bro, is such a great moment when the sister saves her. Yes. And then she goes to join the fight. Yeah. Oh, that's like <laughs> fucking, that's electric. Oh yeah. Both times when she like saves her and then she's like, all right, and then she just goes up and you, and then we get like that wide panning shot. Oh, it's so good with too. Her, and the music, fighting, the yeah. music starts kicking yep. and then you see her like going up the scaffolding. I'm yes. like, fuck man, this movie, this movie rocks. Yeah. <laughs> this movie fucking smacks. <laughs> 
Um, the creature's name is Morris. Morris. So it's Morris. Um, that would also be somewhat of a nitpick. I mean, like I said, these are all nitpicks that I just brought up, but I, I it doesn't bother me too much. The fact that Trevor can just understand this creature. I understand that they might have been isolated for a long time together, but there's no indication that there's any sort of language. I mean, it is a mystical is. creature. It's it true. could have like some sort of psychic link. I don't know. It's possible. Um, but I will say this, though. All these nitpicks aside, yeah. if this movie was more of a serious film, mm -hmm. I think it would have been better. I totally agree with yeah. you. I think Marvel sometimes has an issue with they have to have this movie be fun and super entertaining and make sure audiences of all ages love it. Mm -hmm. But if they just kind of sort of pull back a little bit for some stuff. If it was more in the Winter Soldier route. If it was more in the Winter Soldier route, if it didn't have as many jokes, if it was like a little bit more serious, I think that this would have not just been one of the best Marvel movies, but I think just one of like just a great movie. Yeah. Like something akin to like The Dark Knight. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. That yeah. sort of that sort of um, seriousness you find in movies like The Dark Knight, like Batman Begins, like, like essentially all the Nolan movies. Yeah. Um, like we said, like when you're soldier or even something like Logan. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah, there, yeah, there is like a very like, Mar yeah. And it's, it's like you said, Marvel, it's the Marvel formula. They've been doing it forever. It's definitely ramped up over, over years because of the success it's had. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think of like Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, right. um, these movies, they have this sort of comedic element to it, but they fucking make tons of money and people love it. And it, right. and it, pleases the general audience that's really what it's there for it's for all different audiences of all different ages they like these movies so for me here like even though i do have some issues with the marvel humor i thought it worked here yeah uh, i think the for the most part it worked for, for me the too, most yeah. part it definitely worked and i didn't mind it but had it gone a different route and been more you know grounded and serious like we said like the dark knight like logan um, like more Winter Soldiery because this is a character that even though there's a lot of supernatural mystical elements at play, he is just a Kung Fu master. Right. He is a somewhat grounded character. Yes. So had they like gone that route, I think it could have been hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. But and, I still love this film. Well, I would say we say that we still absolutely like adore this fucking mm -hmm. movie. Um, and with that, bro, score it. Score it. I'm going to do... Rookie score. Oh boy, you might have the same thing as Very me. Very solid. <laughs> same thing as me. Just nine out of ten. I'm the same <laughs> bro, make yes. up your own mind, bro. Bro, I mean, you know, and I, I was thinking about this too. I was like, I didn't know like where I wanted it to land. I think for me, in terms of superhero movies that we've gotten so far this year, I think the Suicide Squad still is my favorite. I think it inches out this movie just a little bit because mm -hmm. I think there was more things about that. I had less nitpicks with the Suicide Squad than I did this, but in terms of Marvel, I think. This could be a bold statement, but just looking at solo movies, I think this is their best solo film since the first Iron Man. Since the first Iron since Man? Since the first Iron Man. Oof. So you're not counting like you're not counting sequels. I'm like, not really I'm not counting sequels. You're just counting like first, just, just first first solo films. So when we think of all the MCU characters, all their solo films. All their solo films. So I, what's Iron Man? Iron Thor, Man, Thor, Captain America, Avenger, uh, Ant Man, um, Ant Man, Black Panther. I think Are I even think, over Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I know you love Guardians of the Galaxy. I do love Guardians of the Galaxy. See, it's tough too because Guardians is such a team-up movie, even though it is a Guardians solo is film definitely for them. much of a slower film. It is a much of a slower film, yeah. but also oh, well, man, I'm thinking I'm, th I'm saying in regards tough, I'm yeah. saying in regards to Shang Chi is a much slower. film. It is a much slower film for yeah. sure. Like Shang Chi literally has action like every twenty minutes. Like it's there's so there's good. something such going on. Action. Yeah, it's it's really good. You know what, man? I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I but I can easily say that it's up there for me. But I you're right. I need to let this movie settle in a little bit more. Like obviously I've had so much time with Guardians and all these other movies. Let me get some more time in with Shang Chi mm -hmm. and then I can I can make it those is crazy, a top five movie, those crazy statements. But I um I'm, I'm with it you. It's definitely a top five MCU, I'm with MCU you. movie. Like right now, again, not to be a prisoner of the moment. But when I think of like better Marvel movies, I think of maybe Infinity War for sure. That's probably my favorite Marvel movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Winter Soldier, obviously. Um, and then from there, it's like, it's like stuff's close. Like yeah, Iron Man, it's, Guardians, it's, it's Black close. Panther, it's close, like, but like, yeah. But for me, I'm just saying, just from my personal opinion, like, what movie do I want to watch? Right. You know, it doesn't have to be the better film. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be the better written, better director, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's what everyone speaks to you. The yeah, most and like, like yeah. and I would watch this movie over a lot of the other ones. Right. And it's great too, man. That like we're 13 years in and they're still doing 
they're still putting out good and movies. they're still putting out movies that are blowing other ones that they've done that we love out of the water yeah exactly you know? like, so that's, it's that's like awesome. it, um, because you always worry about that like oh god what's gonna happen like but, are they gonna dip in quality or anything yeah. like that? are they gonna jump the shark but they haven't yet Black Widow like we said Black Widow I thought was fine I thought it was, it's, it, it's okay like, it was it's a like, solid it's, film it's entertaining it has it's fun moments but it's nothing special yeah and I thought like you know they kind of dropped the ball a little bit at the end yep. you know but it, I thought it was a solid film um, I actually watched it with my brothers over the weekend oh, and nice. they both enjoyed it too so that was good um, but when you think about, you know, Loki mm-hmm. and now this, yeah, like they've, you know, it, Marvel. Well, it's funny because the second time I saw it with my brother and he had, he didn't have a whole lot of faith in the movie. Like mm-hmm. he just like, he was just worried that it wasn't going to be good. But then he saw it and he goes, that was pretty fucking good. And I'm way more interested in phase four now. Like that got exactly because he, cause a, cause after Endgame ended, he was like, he almost had a feeling of like, well, what's the point now? Like, I don't care about any of this other stuff. He's like, this was such a good ending to what I had been watching since Iron Man. He's like, I'm not really interested in mm-hmm. some of these other characters that they're coming out with. So the fact that Shang-Chi hit so hard, and especially for him, he's like, I'm on board with Phase 4. And I wonder how many more people are like that. I think a lot. I think so, and too. And I think, um, and not just the people who aren't the fans. I think, like, the general audience, too. Because they don't really know. No, absolutely you not. You know, I'm sure there's people out there who, who think Venom and Carnage are going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. I think people, you know, <laughs> I, that's that's normal. Um, but for those who are kind of like very indulged into like the whole MCU, uh, like I said, you had Loki, which was great. Yep. You had this movie, which was great. I have a lot of faith in Eternals. I, I after that second trailer, dude, I'm yeah, so the second Eternals, trailer really yeah. got me on board for um, Eternals, and I really trust Chloe Zhao at this point. Yeah. Um, and then we have this no way, and then we have Spider Man, bro, No Way Home. So Ooh. it's like we have a potential for like just fucking bangers from loki mm-hmm. well i mean, I guess black widow came out after loki right but i mean we don't really count it yeah because it, like, technically it takes place it was supposed to come out yeah, supposed like, to come out a while ago uh, yeah 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 so let's just um, focus on moving forward like but we future, had like yeah. but yeah going into phase four we had like one division which um let us down dropped the ball at the end for us only because um as a as a character piece on wanda great yes but as a, as what it fucking teased us with no terrible <laughs> yeah falcon winter soldier or captain america winter soldier again um solid it, it got us on board with anthony mackie's captain america. right so Which, to me it did its job that it did its job and also too like i i just had so much fun with that series just mm-hmm. as a whole i had fun with all the characters it's a really the, great it's, dynamic it's not the greatest thing ever but it's it's just a lot of fun to watch right and then obviously going into then Loki, which was by far the best, and it was such a well done um, series. And now we're here, we're now going to the movies with Chang Chi, which was great. Yep. And like we have, like I said, we have a potential for for a stretch of just like amazing films, like Eternals, No Way Home, and then Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. And then after that is what. After that is, I think, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which I have a lot of reservations about. Me I know too. We've, we've definitely talked about that in the past. After that, oh man, I want to say it's Thor: Love and Thunder. Right, is, so you're is, talking is November. about, it's like, and if you really want to have faith and trust in Marvel and Ryan Coogler, which which almost, which I do, mm-hmm. I think it's just more of of the fact that we're not moving forward with T'Challa as a character that bugs me the most. Yeah, because I yeah. think that's definitely that, sh- that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're literally we're kicking off this, you know, this stretch of films that could potentially be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if Eternals doesn't do well, okay. If No Way Home falls apart, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. fuck. What's, <laughs> that, what's happening? <laughs> hey, at least we got Chang chi Right. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I, I, I'm on the same boat. Like, I'm excited for Phase 4. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the future. And speaking of the future, bro, uh, the post-credit scenes. Yes. Uh, I, get, I think the first one I want to talk about is the one that's at the, the it's the true post credit scene. It's the one with his sister where she's sort of taking up the mantle of the 10 rings, Okay, which is interesting because my brother even said this. He's like, is she going to be a villain now? And he's like, I hope not because that kind of un, undoes everything that we just saw. I don't think so. I don't so. think that's what's going to happen, but I am curious to see what she's doing because it specifically says the 10 rings will return. I think it's a more of um, kind of like, again, kind of like a T'Challa or a, uh, sort of like Doctor Strange type of character mm-hmm. where she's the leader of this organization. So right. when it comes down to another type of Avengers movie and you gotta get all these people out of your fight. That's true. She'll bring she'll, she'll bring, bring her, ten rings. She'll yeah. bring the ten rings the ten and we'll see clan, all yeah. of them kind of fighting and whatnot. Right. And typical millennials fucking ruining culture and painting graffiti all graffiti over all over, all over, bro. over the walls. All over those beautiful structures. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Now the the first post credit scene that we got 
Wong obviously comes in at the very end of the movie, grabs Shang-Chi and Katie, brings them back to, I guess, uh, the Sanctum Santorum. Mm -hmm. And they're there basically discussing what the rings are because we don't really know where they come from. And Mm -hmm. he's even saying like, you know, this isn't in any of our books. What do you think? And then we kick it over to fucking Bruce Banner, who's back to human form. Yeah, and it's good seeing human Bruce. It is good seeing seen him since um, Infinity War. Right. So it's been like almost what now, four years? Yeah, bro. Four, three years, something like that? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then we get a very, very rough looking very rough Captain Marvel. Captain, I don't know what was, I don't know if it was the wig, the makeup, what, but my girl looked like she just came out of a 48 hour bender yeah. and she just did not look good. Yes. Uh, I was trying really hard not to say this, but the luxury of Marvel, bro. Bro, just say it. Just the luxury it. of Marvel. You have all, you have these characters that are established that even though they're not like our particular favorite. Right. It's just fun to see them. It is. You know, the second they just pop in, you're just like, oh, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Cameron Wall, I didn't really like your movie. But like, hey, hey, there you are. Hey, what's up? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then just seeing them all interact um, is so much fun. But yeah, they're clearly, they know what they're doing. They're laying the seeds for what's to come um, because the rings clearly. There's like a beacon. There's on a the beacon it's and calling it's calling to, to someone, right? right? And Bruce even says that even though his dad has had the rings for a thousand years, mm-hmm. they're clearly much older, right? So it's like, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. Are they alien? Are they not? Um, and who is it calling out to? Yeah, and def- is it calling out to an enemy or a foe or, or an ally? I'm sorry. Yeah, an ally. It's calling yeah. out to an enemy or not? Like we we don't know. So right, we'll and I, and I do love that they are just laying that groundwork. For right, that, you know. So mm-hmm. as as you get you know further and whether they do with that in the sequel, whether that's what the sequel is about for for Shang Chi or whether it it falls into the larger Avengers universe. Like it's, if it is calling out to a villain, maybe it's the next big villain that's coming in. Right. You know, we because, don't know yet. Uh, because for all we know, the way his dad used them, he was sort of keeping that beacon like dormant. Yes. But, it's like, but obviously, uh, say, I think there's like a line about that too. I think even Bruce says something along the lines. He's, where like, he's like, he's like, when you use them, we felt them. Right. Exactly. But it's like, but then why didn't you feel it when the dad used them? Because clearly, right. the dad probably had more experience. He knew, he knew how to, how to use it, more, so yeah. he knew maybe how to like keep it like um, keep that beacon from activating. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Shang Chi's a little more rookie. He just got him. He just got him. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, but all right, so I guess we can we can probably wrap this up. Uh, Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, fantastic fucking movie. Top so much five, fun. top five Marvel, top movie. five MCU movie for sure. <laughs> like I can definitely, you know, I can watch this movie over a lot of the other ones. Absolutely, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, no, that's about it. Um, like we said, just to quickly wrap up, it was a fun movie. It was a blast. So, uh, really looking forward to seeing it again on at Lincoln Square 13. That's definitely going to happen for sure. We haven't yeah. had a chance to go see it there, but uh, definitely going to see that soon. And yeah, I definitely plan on seeing it like maybe one or two more times because I definitely really I would say like it. I'm happy this is not on Disney Plus because it's making me go to the theaters more like with the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I think I would have seen that in theaters more if it wasn't just so easily available on HBO Max. And 10%. Yeah. I 100% would have seen it in theaters at least one other time by now. Right. For sure. Yeah, so that's sure. a good point. But uh, all right, Nerds Nation, thank you guys for joining us as always. What did you guys think of Shang-Chi? Did you love it as much as us? Hit us up and let us know. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, on Twitter, we are at FN underscore nerds. And on Instagram, at FN nerds. And with that, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.